welcome back and if you're new here thank you for joining in i am bantin wade and this is pov cinematics with bantin as promised in this episode i am going to answer all your questions to the best of my ability i am super excited for this one so let's get started hey there don't forget to subscribe to POV Cinematics with Bampton wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to visit bampton.com slash podcast to find your podcast there. Also, follow Bampton Films on Instagram for updates, sound bites, and much more. You don't want to miss a thing. Okay, very quickly before we get started on the questions and answer session, I just want to say thank you to everyone for tuning into this podcast from the very first episode up until now. I really appreciate it and you guys keep me going. So thank you so much. Okay, first of all, I wasn't expecting like 30 questions, (laughs) but um, I'm super excited about them and I'm really excited to answer all the questions. So let's get started. The very first one is, what music do I listen to? Hmm. I think listening to music honestly has to do mostly with mood. So sometimes I'm in the mood for like some hip hop rap music and I listen to rap. But I think if you just come into my house, most of the time you're going to hear just jazz music playing out of my speaker because that's what I really like jazz music is very relaxing to me and it gives me like i don't know (laughs) good vibes really really good vibes but other than that like maybe if i'm driving i'm probably listening to afro beats or if i'm working out i'm listening to lots of afro beats and lots of rihanna let me see i love caribbean music too but again music really has to do with my mood honestly next question worst advice i ever got okay um wow the worst advice i ever got was honestly someone just trying to discourage me from going to film school i remember it was 2015 and i was actually on this movie set as the assistant director so i got talking with the director and he was just asking me like you know what's my interest because then i was still in school and he was pretty much like oh what are your plans after you're done with school so i was like well i want to go to film school so he asked me what film school and i said new york film academy and he was like oh he went there he did a short program there it's a really good school blah 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 and stuff like that I was like, okay cool and then after we were done filming somehow that conversation came up again about me going to film school and he was just like well in his honest opinion he thinks that after i'm done with my bachelor's i should probably go somewhere like university of manitoba and get a master's degree in english because he really really wants me to come and like work under his wings kind of like a mentor mentee thing and so like i should probably just go for masters in like english language because he doesn't think film school is gonna do so much for me and um like if i work with him it's gonna do much more for me what (laughs) i was like hold on i'm i'm going to the same film school you said you went he was like "Yeah, yeah you know here's the thing right with this person I just felt like he was giving the vibe of if you go to film school, 
you're going to be either equal to me or better than me. And I don't want to see you grow in that aspect. I want to see you be beneath me. You know what I mean? Because I don't understand why. Why would you tell me to go and do a master's in English? But you don't think it's good enough for me to go to film school. And you want me to work under you. Like, you know, because he doesn't want to see me grow and progress. Anyway, that was just the point he was driving towards, you know, because he didn't want to see me grow, but he didn't want to put it that way. I stay prayed up, so I'm able to catch those types of stuff when people are trying to come at me funny like that. But yeah, that, that's, that's probably the worst advice I ever got. And I haven't spoken to this individual ever since then. Oh no, I actually talked... In 2016, he reached out to me because he wanted me to work on his set again. But at that point, that was around September of 2016, and I had already moved to America to start film school. So when I literally was like, oh, you know what? I already moved and I'm starting film school and stuff like that. He literally was like, oh, so you still went ahead with like going to film school? You know, kind of like after I told you not to, you still went ahead. Anyway, just no long story short, that person has not reached out to me. And this is the same person that wanted to be my mentor. This is This was the same person that was acting like he was looking out for my future. But to this day, this individual has not reached out to me. And I've not reached out to him either because obviously I kind of like knew what his intentions were. So yeah, so that's the worst advice I ever got. And again, I stay prayed up. So no weapons formed against me shall prosper. The aftermath is like to this day, I haven't spoken to that person. Okay, well, that was that. I feel like that worst advice was quite heavy so <laughs> but anyway on to the next one um let me see the last girl i texted why does that matter it's probably my sister or my friend let's see the next question i have covid any show recommendations um i have been watching the good wife it's a legal drama or, you know, a drama about the legal world. It's really cool. I really like it. I enjoy, I'm enjoying it. So The Good Wife, I recommend that. It's about seven seasons, I think. I also recommend 911. It's a really good show with Angela Bassett. She's a cop. The movie is just all about firefighters and cops. Amazing, amazing show. I don't even want to, like, go watch it. And also, 911 is like six seasons right now. So it's a really, really good show to binge watch. What other show do I really like? If you are looking for something more like on the comedy side, I would say Abbott Elementary. I enjoy that show a lot. I think I've watched it like three times. It's two seasons right now, but it's it's a good watch. Well, I, I, I feel like this show should be enough for like your length of COVID. And I'm really sorry you have COVID. Honestly, the first time I had COVID, I thought I was having a demon attack. I'm not even playing. Like, it was cold, but then I was having headache and nausea. And so many things were happening to me all at once. It was feeling like I had tiny humans just walking all over my chest and lungs. So I can only imagine how you feel right now. I just hope I'm praying for you. I hope you, you, you feel better soon next 
Question number five. Favorite movie in every genre. Oh, wait, what? Hold on. Favorite movie in every era, any genre. Okay. I think I understand the question. <laughs> My favorite movie in every era, any genre. I'm so glad that there's flexibility in the genre because I couldn't do... Okay, anyways. um, Let's start from the 1920s and 1930s so the movies in the 1920s and 1930s is centered around post-world war one and great depression era and it was like how people were just trying to make do with life especially like middle class to those in like the poverty threshold anyways my best movie in that era would be modern times by charlie chaplin is a silent movie it's really really good it's about the character of charlie chaplin was citizen struggling to survive and all of that so that's what you get okay after that the 1940s movies made after 1945 would be post-world war ii of course so i can say one of my favorite movies would be bicycle thief it's a movie from the Italian neorealism era. Typical family struggling to survive after the World War II in Italy. And then I also like Citizen Kane. It's an American movie about, I think his name was like Foster Kane. But um, it's by Orson Welles. It's literally my favorite movie of all time. I can watch Citizen Kane over and over again. And so many things were invented. A little backstory about Citizen Kane. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you all about the movie, but the movie itself was so good. And the production company that um, produced the movie is called RCA. And the reason why we don't even hear about RCA today is because they put in so much money in Citizen Kane because they believed so much in that movie that they went bankrupt. So after the movie was released, they went under like... They had to shut down. And another thing again is that according to the American Film Institute, Citizen Kane is one of the greatest movies of all time. One, two, historically when the movie was released, I believe in 1942 or 1941, I don't, I don't remember. I got to look that up. But when the movie was released, it did not make box office numbers another reason why rca had to go under because they thought they were gonna make their money back but they did not citizen kane is one of those movies that was slept on earlier when it came out like people weren't really feeling the story but later on they were like oh my god that movie is actually amazing that movie was when the low angle shot was invented and y'all know I talk about low angle shots from like my previous movie reviews. So yeah, that was the first movie that really executed that really good movie. So that's the 1940s. I can't think of what movies were done in the 50s. I'm going blank right now. Oh my goodness. I think I'll skip that a little bit for now because I don't know. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't know what year was Jailhouse Rock with Elvis Presley because I really love that movie. Let me just look it up really quickly. Jailhouse Rock. Oh, yeah, it was in the 50s. Yay. 
<laughs> I love Jailhouse Rock. It's a really good movie. That's the movie. That's the movie in the 1950s I can think of. Now, the next era is the 1960s. The 1960s to the 1980s is what they call the New Hollywood Era. And a brief history about why it's called New Hollywood Era. In 1960s, the writers and actors, kind of like what is happening today, they went on strike. They went on strike against the studios because the studios was they were not really treating them good. Now, if you want to know anything about filmmaking from back in the day, actors literally signed contracts with studios, kind of like how musicians have like contracts with recording companies and then they're their artists and stuff like that. That's kind of like how acting used to be back in the day. So in order for you to be an actor on screen, you have to be signed to a studio and then that's how you get your jobs. Around the late 50s, going into the 60s, people did not like the way studios were treating them and they wanted, especially actors, they wanted more independence. Back in the day, if you wanted to do more children's film and stuff like that, you would have to be signed to Disney. If you wanted to do more horror movies and all that stuff, you had to be signed to Universal. So as an actor, you couldn't grow in your range of being you couldn't diversify that's all i'm trying to say as an actor because if you're signed to a studio that only does a certain type of movies then that's just the that's just the type of actor you would be and of course even the same thing too for writers so actors wanted to have more diversity and they wanted to have that freedom to be able to like act in the studio and act in that other studio and whatever the case might be and the motion picture producers whatever they weren't really having it till actors went on strike after they went on strike then they had to have a compromise the strike was called off and all of this happened in 1960 so that was how the new hollywood era started so if you see any movies from the 1960s it's called the new hollywood era i hope you learned something new today from history of film <laughs> okay my favorite movie from the 60s i think it was in the 60s that they did psycho right hold on oh god i hope i'm not perjuring myself here <laughs> yes psycho is a 1960 movie by alfred hitchcock and i really really like it it's interesting you should watch it it's just about this woman who owned a motel she's a crazy psycho her name is Norma Bates and then fast forward to like present day there is a tv series inspired by Norma Bates it's called Bates Motel it's just off of this psycho movie then let's see still in the 60s what other movie do I like from the 60s again 60s to the 80s is new Hollywood era Oh, and just to go back like one step in the 50s, another movie I really liked from the 50s is Rare Window. Rare Window is another movie too by Alfred Hitchcock. From the 50s to like probably, I don't know, sometime in the 70s, Alfred Hitchcock was really a huge deal in the filmmaking scene. People really liked him or he made a lot of really, really good movies that is being studied today in like universities, film school, history and all that stuff. 
But personally, I'm not a huge fan of Alfred Hitchcock because I heard he used to abuse women, like physically abuse them on set. Let's say you're on set and you're not really hitting the mark of what he wants as a film director. He would literally physically assault you on set. So I'm not really a huge fan of him for that, but I like the outcome of his work. Is that possible? In the 70s, of course, 70s had Jaws, it had E.T. I feel like... 70s was really when you would like get all the Steven Spielberg badass handwork and then also you get Martin Scorsese um Martin Scorsese the taxi driver with Robert De Niro in the 80s I absolutely love color purple and of course i love 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 do the right thing by spike lee everything about do the right thing is just very enjoyable then in the 90s i don't even know what the 90s era is called but 90s is its own era especially there's something about the 90s and filmmaking it was more all the way to the edge i think 90s was when people really were pushing themselves to like the very limit especially at the turn of a whole century you know and i think because the late 90s was it was a turn of a century filmmakers were really going overboard there's just something so refreshing about hollywood and just filmmaking in general from literally any country and in the 90s that's when i really i mean i was born in the 90s so <laughs> Um, that's when I really had memories of Nigerian movies as well. And that's when I feel like Nollywood was really, really growing a lot in the 90s. I'm going to tell you some of the movies from the 90s in Nigeria that I really liked. I liked Living in Bondage. And there was also something about Nigerian films and the 90s. Like, if y'all think all them Chucky, them Annabelle, and all those horror movies are scary, try watching the Nigerian movies from the 90s. Like, that's the time of all them Karashika, The Oracle, Sakobi, Blood Money, Diamond Ring, Living in Bondage. The witchcraft in those movies were... a whole other level. It's the kind of thing that you don't want to be in the dark alone, because your brain will just automatically go to those horror movie stuff that you would oh scary <laughs> yeah and all those movies i mentioned were are like really good movies from the 90s then in the early 2000s well in the early 2000s i like movies like the incredibles i liked um toy story oh just to go back one step, another movie from the 90s that I absolutely adore, Pulp Fiction, of course. There's something about Pulp Fiction that just gets me excited. Movies from the 2010s, of course, Get Out. I love Get Out. Get Out is a movie from the 2010s that I like. I also like... Have you watched Split? Split is the psychological borderline horror movie about this one individual that had multiple character disorder. So today is Patricia, tomorrow he's Theresa. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Split is a really good movie. And then I like Doctor Strange. I like Moana, Coco, Zootopia. Then, okay, 
I would say that's that for the 2010s I can think of, honestly. Then the 2020s, well, the tricky thing about the 2020s is that we're still in the 2020s. It's kind of hard to be like, that's my favorite movie in the 2020s. But I can tell you that lately I have been, and in the 2020s, I think I've only gone to the movies like twice. Once to go and watch Doctor Strange November last year, and then I went like two weeks ago to watch, what was that movie? Sound of Freedom yeah other than that oh my goodness let me tell you guys something from the 2020s i really really enjoy the tv series tiger king crazy it's lit i'm like how did this make it to screen anyway it's a tv series if you haven't watched it you should watch it in general what other movies from any era do i think is really good Django Unchained is a good movie. It's a 2012 movie, so those, that will be from 2010s. I would say Titanic is also a really, really good movie. Um, That's from the late 90s. And then, ooh, Silence of the Lamb. Silence of the Lamb is a really good movie from the early 90s. I think it was from 1991. Amazing. That Hannibal guy or whatever his name is, like crazy. Honestly, I think I should... I should be done with this question because I would not finish anytime soon if I continue. All right, let's go to the next one. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to POV Cinematics with Bampton wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to visit bampton.com slash podcast to find your podcast there. Also, follow Bampton Films on Instagram for updates, sound bites, and much more. You don't want to miss a thing. Okay, the next question. Is everything okay? I'm worried about you. Um, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm great, honestly. Like, I try to live a life where I find contentment in everything. So, I think I'm good. <laughs> One thing about me is that I always remember to be in the moment i always try to catch myself and just remember to be grateful for that moment because at some point in my life i prayed for everything i have now you know and now that i got it i know as a human being it's normal for you to like have ambition and chase it and it's also kind of like normal for you to like always be focused on things you're pursuing that when you actually achieve some of those things you've always wanted, you kind of like forget to pause and be grateful for what you have in the moment. So I always try to catch myself like that and take a moment, just say thank you, you know, just thank God, the universe, my ancestors. <laughs> For everything I have now because I mean there was a point where I just felt like if I just have what I have now I will be so content like everything will just like my life would be so balanced and stuff but right now as I am I there is more stuff I'm chasing there's more stuff I want but I just try to like pause and be like yes I got this I have this now I'm happy I'm content so I would encourage everyone to always remember, pause, take a moment, look at everything you have now and remember that there was a point you wanted this 
and be thankful. And even if you're not at a point where you have not yet gotten to where you wanted to be or where you want to be, just still be thankful, you know, because sometimes I look at my life, there are certain things in my life that I'll be like, why is this my life? But then I also think about it like there's someone out there who wishes they have half of what you have and they would be content. So be thankful for everything that you have and everything that you are now. So yeah, so you know, everything is kind of fine. Honestly, thank you. And again, I stay prayed up. Honestly, that's another thing too that keeps me grounded. I stay prayed up. So I'm fine. Thank you. Okay, so next is any celeb crushes. Honestly, right now I don't have any celeb crushes, but I also feel like there's certain people that would listen to this podcast and be like, bam, teen. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I think a few years ago, I had a crush on, oh my God, I had this crazy crush on Quincy. Quincy Brown, not Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is like my grandfather. And... My friends in LA would literally laugh so hard at me because back then it was like even a joke amongst me and my friends. Me and Quincy, oh my god, that was a craze. But I still think because I have personally met Quincy, of course, and um, he's like an amazing, nice, sweet guy. I'm probably like the most humble person I've met in my life. But I don't have a crush on him anymore. I mean, that was just the phase and I've outgrown it. Let me see another celebrity. I think a lot of celebrities, I don't have crushes on them. I literally just like their work and people kind of like mix that up for me. They think, oh my God, she's crazy about this person. No, I'm crazy about their work. Like Drake. I absolutely love Drake's music. I, I probably really like Drake a lot. Like, I haven't met Drake, but I love Drake's music. I also love Usher's music. What other celebrity? But honestly, I think the only real celebrity crush I ever had is Quincy. Apart from that, everybody else, I just really like their work of art and I really, really respect their artistry. That's it. (laughs) Next question. Have I ever cried during a movie? Yes. I have cried during a movie, but now I don't really put a lot of emotion towards movies. I I, I think mainly because the fact that I am a filmmaker and I kind of like know the way filmmaking works and how acting also works. So I try to not be too 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 emotionally invested in a story i i can get moved by like the whole work of the movie like i can get inspired by like the whole work of art but i don't really allow it get to me emotionally mainly because sometimes it's like when i'm looking at a movie and when i'm watching a movie and i'm finding a character really really annoying at the back of my mind i kind of like think oh maybe that's like the 20th take before they actually hit this mark So I'm not going to really hold it against them. (laughs) But I also find a character really annoying if they're not acting well. So uh, yeah, 
Okay. Um, as far as crying during a movie, I don't think I've cried in a movie in years. The last time I probably cried in a movie, even after becoming like after being a filmmaker and very being like well versed in the filmmaking world, was probably when I was watching Twenty Two July on Netflix. The thing that really got me emotional about that was the fact that my mind could not just detach from like it could not just separate like okay this is a movie it's not happening right now but then again it's like in my subconsciousness i also knew that this is based on a true life story like people actually real life died and really real life went through this phase or even worse than that so yeah that movie really got me crying also i i don't know like if i'm watching a reality show and i'm talking about reality shows like (laughs) the kardashians which I know is literally not the best example, but I remember when I was watching the Kardashians and I was watching Kourtney Kardashian give birth, like I was just like, oh my God, that is so beautiful. I don't even know why. I don't know why, like those type of things, those types of stuff, like they, they get me emotional. Then also if I'm watching someone get engaged on reality TV, so like when Kanye proposed to Kim, I don't even know why the heck I was crying, but like I just was like, this is so beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. What else gets me emotional? I think that if I feel the reality of it, it gets me emotional. Or sometimes like when I'm watching a movie and I'm relating it to my real life, that kind of gets me emotional as well. Like if something is happening to a character in a movie and I know a similar or an exact thing has happened to me in my life, that could get me emotional. But if I'm just watching a movie about a wicked stepmother being mean to her stepchild, I'm just like, okay, well, next thing, when does the child become successful and she begs for forgiveness? Because I know it's a movie. So, not that I'm not saying it cannot happen it can happen in real life but I just don't really attach myself to things like that to fiction I'm I'm not too attached to fiction I think that's what I've been trying to say the whole time (laughs) all right um so that is that for that question let's go to the next one let me see the next one. Oh, someone said you you a homie. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's not a question, but I really appreciate someone saying that. One thing you can't survive without. Probably my phone. Mostly because my phone literally has all the apps. Literally everything. What else can't I survive? Oh, my water. I cannot do without my water. Anybody that knows me knows I've been traveling a lot lately. And... They also know, like, if I'm going to a city and I don't have access to my water, to, like, a place where I could buy my drinking water, yeah, no, it's a problem. Then, let me see, what else? One thing I can't survive, I think those are the only things I can't really do without, honestly. My phone, my water, that's all I can think of right now. What? Biggest red flags for a girl. See, the issue is with red flags... I feel like because we're in a day and age with like so much access to internet, I feel like everything is a red flag to everybody. And I also think that people also have a hard time distinguishing between red flags and just a normal human flaw. So 
a lot of things is like red flags for people. So I don't even know, like, what would be a red flag for a girl? I One thing I know for sure is like, okay, well, if, if you're a spiritual person and your partner is not spiritual and you try to like get them to that space and they're not probably a red flag, um, a partner that has like abusive tendencies, red flag. And when I say abusive, I mean like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, a gaslighter. Stay away from them. What else would I be like? It's an obvious red flag. Honestly, these are the two major things I can think of right now. Next question. Do you have any tattoos? No, I do not have any tattoos. Actually, when I was six years old, I had like a deep cut on my left wrist and it's like super, super close to my vein. And I still remember that day like it was yesterday. I had never seen that much blood come out of another human being's body. The cut was so deep. I could literally see the like, you know, the fat in your skin it was coming out i was seeing my flesh oh my god i'm i'm literally my skin is literally crawling right now as i'm remembering that day so obviously it was a sharp object that caught me like that a razor blade so i'm really really scared of sharp objects i think if not because like probably a week after i was born my ears were pierced i think if i was to pierce my ears after that cut i wouldn't even do that so that's why i don't have any tattoos right now but i think the only thing that might inspire me to get a tattoo like if i have a kid and i probably want to tattoo my kid's footprint something like that but no i don't have a tattoo and i ain't trying to get one <laughs> The next one, <laughs> I find this next question interesting. Do I think the earth is flat? Actually, no, I don't think the earth is flat. And I'll tell you what, I've been to Griffith Observatory. It's a place in LA. In the Griffith Observatory, there is literally microscope that you can see space there. And best believe I saw space from there. The earth is not flat. And actually, another way I also remember seeing that the earth is not flat, there was a time I was flying to Toronto and I put my head out, like I just, you know, looked out from the window screen and I literally saw the curve of like how the earth is curved. I don't know how to explain it, but no, the earth is not flat. You can go to Griffith Observatory and see that for yourself. I don't even know how to explain Griffith Observatory. It's a place where, honestly, just Google it. I think Wikipedia will give, do better justice explaining that y'all should visit Griffith Observatory whenever you get a chance. <laughs> Spill some tea on your best friend. Okay, first of all, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to spill a tea on... What? <laughs> no. I can't honestly I can't even think of any tea to spill on my best friends right now then let's see what's your biggest insecurity so you literally believe that I am gonna come online and tell you my biggest insecurity so that like when someone sees me they'll be like I feel like if I say what my biggest insecurity is when people see me they would just like see the insecurity they're not gonna see the person so that is something I'm going to hold to my heart. I'm not going to tell anybody. 
Um, what? Next question. Is it true? Is what true? I guess it's true. I don't know. This next question. Would you ever get with me? Um, if I knew who you were, that would actually determine if I ever would. What's my shoe size? Sorry, that was just the next question. What's my shoe size? I really don't know what my shoe size is. Probably a nine. Women's, of course. But I don't know. I think so. But because one thing about me, like, I really like comfortable shoes. I think it's a size nine. I don't know. The next question is, have I watched Harry Potter? No. I have never watched Harry Potter. The most Harry Potter I have ever seen is probably what, like, maybe if I go to a movie theater and there's a trailer of a new Harry Potter. That is the most Harry Potter I have ever seen on screen. I have never watched any Harry Potter and it's nothing against it. I'm just not there yet mentally, like, especially now there's, like, an umpteen number of Harry Potter films. Yeah, no. Also, the first time I ever heard of Harry Potter was when I was in third grade. My roommate was reading, I think, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or something. And I was like, what the heck is Harry Potter? And she was like, oh, it's about this kid that lives under a staircase. And then he goes to the school and he, it's like a school of magic or witchcraft or whatever. I don't know. And yeah, that's the most I ever heard of harry potter and the thing is that initially i was interested in the harry potter stories and then i started seeing because that then it was just like a novel and then i started seeing so many books harry potter and the chamber of secrets harry potter and the this and i was like god when is it ever gonna end but then again i also realized like lots of movies are like that like hunger games game of thrones all of those movies they're like from books that just don't stop getting published anyway I have never watched Harry Potter. And maybe when I'm in the right company, I might. I don't know. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to POV Cinematics with Bampton wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to visit bampton.com slash podcast to find your podcast there. Also, follow Bampton Films on Instagram for updates, sound bites, and much more. You don't want to miss a thing. Okay, the next question. Who am I trying to get with um, the father of my children? If y'all know who he is. My favorite hobby. My favorite hobby is definitely filmmaking, photography. Um, I like photography a lot. I also like analyzing movies. Except if it's for schoolwork. Because I'm just like, oh my god. Um, let me see. What else do I really enjoy doing? Oh, I enjoy going to the park. I enjoy going to the park. There's a park that's like a five minute drive from my house. I go there literally every day and literally just watch dogs cross the streets back and forth. I like reading. I literally have a membership with the local library and it's like a seven minute walk from my house. Sometimes I go there, I borrow books, just spend my whole day reading those books. Which is kind of why people find me surprisingly intellectual. I do read a lot, but then I goof around a lot more, so. Huh, what else do I like doing? I'm really thinking. <laughs> uh, my favorite hobby. Now let's just stick to photography, filmmaking, and reading. Honestly, that's I, I enjoy doing those. Uh, let me see. Next question. What's my favorite food? I don't know if I have a favorite food. Food to me is like music. 
it depends on my mood what i'm feeling like in the moment then that's what i want to eat but i don't have a go-to everyday food to be honest uh let's see what's next what's my sign oh my god what's my sign wait what's my sign? like that astrology shit oh my god okay yeah i'm gemini and oh my goodness like I barely remember what my sign is. And the other day I saw, what's your rising sign? What's your moon sign? I'm like, what? Like, listen, y'all just make up all this stuff. Anyway, a secret I've kept from my parents. So you think there's a lifetime where I would keep a secret from my parents and come and share it on the internet? Like, are you trying to have me? (laughs) Are you trying to have me? in trouble that would be the worst trouble i'll get into as an adult can you share a location with me that's easy i'm in canada one of my friends is hiding something from me well you better be good because yeah what's my number one song on spotify what if i told you i don't have spotify (laughs) hold on let me check my phone and see what's the number one song i'm listening to right now i feel like i've been listening to like jazz version of songs let me see Let me see my playlist. So I've been listening to jazz version of Best Part by Har. H-E-R, Har. Um, I've been listening to a jazz version of Senorita by I love you when you call me Senorita. Yeah, that one. And then Someone Like You by Adele. And Hold On, We're Going Home by Drake. I've been listening to jazz version. Like I said earlier, guys, I really, really like jazz music. So Uh, let's see another question. Am I busy this weekend? Yeah, this weekend was a busy one. Um, I mean, yeah, I went to the zoo today, so it was busy, but it was fun. I, I saw animals. I saw kangaroos. I didn't know there were kangaroos. I thought you'd only see kangaroos in Australia, but hey. And then I remembered today when I was in the zoo, literally the funniest thing. Just for perspective, I'm Nigerian. So I call my mom and I'm showing him like, mommy, look at what I'm looking at in the zoo. There are goats, pigs. She's just like, what? And it's like where the goats are is nicer than the park down the street from my house, honestly. And I think there was like chickens in the zoo too. (laughs) I think so. It's like a farm. Like the zoo has a farm section. So I thought it was interesting to see that in the zoo because who would have ever thought you'd see goats and pigs in a zoo? Um, And then the weekend after this, I'm not even in town. So yeah, it's gonna be busy i think i've answered all the questions oh my god (laughs) this was amazing i literally had memories coming back to me just answering some of these questions i think the one that i'm really really thinking about right now is the worst trouble i ever got to as a kid well i hope y'all enjoyed the session with me Because I did. I really did enjoy answering the questions. And thank you so much, guys, for sending me these questions because I absolutely did like them. Again, this is POV Cinematics with Bouncing. I 
thought I would only do filmmaking stuff, but here I am doing like up close and personal. Yeah, you guys don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Banting Films, and of course, share and listen and subscribe to my podcast. Also, on my TikTok, I tell a lot of stories. It's called Banting, B-A-M-T-Y-N. That's my TikTok. So I hope you guys tune in next week. I am looking forward to having you all here. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy your week. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.